I can feel the magic flowing in the air Being with you gets me that way I watch the sunlight dance across your face And I've never been this swept away the whole world just fades away oh. The only thing I hear Is the beating of your heart oh, I can feel the breeze It's rushing over me That's so it, yeah, My name's E.G. Daly. Where are you from? I'm from Hollywood, California. Yeah! Whoa! <laughs> That's awesome that she's not from anywhere near where you live, Blake. <laughs> I live here now. What are you talking no, about? No, not by I'm choice. I'm from Hollywood, not too. Not by choice. Wow, you know, it's not that often uh, a singer comes along, no matter what genre they're in, they can have that much rasp in their voice, rasp. but also be able to hit all of the notes that you hit. You even did a falsetto with rasp in it. Don't you think that sounds like a Team Blake thing? I don't think so. When you hear that, Christina, I didn't say Adam, I said Christina when I said, <laughs> don't you think that? Woo! <laughs> you know, I, I love both these guys. Um, oh, here we go. Either way you go is going to be great. I think maybe on paper, Blake's team would make more sense, but... I on paper's ass? What about on the stage right now? I seem like a natural fit. You know what? I like it when rasp is someone's reality, not just them struggling to go someplace higher. It's just a quality in your it's voice. Natural. I love it. It's right down my alley. You know, you reminded me of Rod Stewart. Love him. Me too. I'm proud to say that he's a friend of mine. Like, I can call him maybe. I have to call his manager, but I still call him. Can, can I ask you a question? Um, <laughs> you look familiar. Do you do you act at all? Did you see Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yes. <gasps> Dottie. Yes. Your daddy. Your daddy. Oh my That's God. awesome. That's the coolest thing ever. I cannot believe it. But is it cooler that. than this? What? A baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. Oh my God. From, from Rugrats. Rugrats. Yes. Oh. Now I'm definitely saying CeeLo, man. Come on. What the hell's that got to do with what's happening right now? <laughs> Where's Large Marge? I think you're a great yes! vocalist. Yes! Go with CeeLo. Done deal. He knows you. He knows you. CeeLo. Um, today I'm here for the voice that I'm singing with. And, um, and. I'm going with Blake. Yeah! <laughs> Daddy! Yo! She's little Benny! 
This is going to be a lot of fun, sweetie. Hello, and welcome to the first ever crossover interview between Talking About My Generation and the GeekCast Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts, Doug Abel, and joining me today is TFG1 Mike. Today, we welcome the voice of Tommy Pickles, Buttercup, various classic Disney characters, everything else she's done. I'm going to nerd out for just a second here, and I'm going to be Kermit the Frog. Welcome, Miss E.G. Daly! Yay! Hi, E.G., how are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. That was good. I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm great. (laughs) Good, good. What's happening, guys? Where are you guys at, first of all? I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. He's out there in Hollywood land. Yeah, I'm in San Diego. I, I ah, met you. I was the one who was bald and met you with my wife and, and the uh, Ewok costume on Yeah, yeah. Friday. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so we wanted to go ahead and ask you a couple questions here. Mike wants to start off. He's got some questions for you. All right. Before we get started, is there anything that you have coming up that you're allowed to without the gods descending on you and saying, no, 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 you can't tell them that. Is there anything coming up for you that you can talk about? Um, yeah, there's so much good stuff, actually. there's It's just so vast. There's um, the new Rob Zombie movie called 31 that I'm in, and my character's name is Sexhead, and that's coming out sometime in the new year, January, February going to be awesome. It was uh, Rob wrote it and directed it. It's going to be super awesome. And my character is really badass, so that's going to be a blast. Um, I just released on my website on easydaily.com um, a one-woman autobiographical musical that I had filmed that's really powerful and talks a lot about the journey that I've had. And that just got uploaded onto Amazon for digital download, so you can get that from the website. That's cool. And then I have a voiceover acting seminar that I did that's going to be uploaded on Amazon in a couple more weeks. It's going to be up on the website um, and, again, available for digital downloads. So if people are interested in voiceover, it's going to have all the tips, tools, and how-tos of voiceover. It's going to have tips from the top agent. It's going to have um, Bill Farmer, who's one of the original one of the original Goofy voices, among others. So it's a really powerful little seminar for people that are interested in, in the in voiceover, or even in, in just the entertainment business. It's pretty cool. So, and then also I'm doing an album, working on an album with a guy named Michael J. And it's um, all kinds of dancey music, plus power ballads, the pop ballads. It's really fantastic. And um, otherwise, I'm just been super busy, like, with all that. I can imagine. <laughs> super busy. Uh, all right, so. And then, yeah, and oh, being a mom. <laughs> Yeah, that would take up most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, where did you grow up, and did you always want to be a actor or voice act? Did you want to always be in the acting profession? Not really, guys. When I, I grew up in Hollywood, and when I was little, I, I was more of a dancer. I was more comfortable with dancing. So I was in dance, and um, but as far as like saying, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a famous cartoon, I never thought. I never would even who thinks things like that, right? So I never I never thought that. I just knew that when I was really young I used to do voices. So there was a little key there when I was young, which is that I used to walk around the playground in elementary school holding pinkies with my best friend Michelle and we would do baby voices. So that was kind of the little beginnings of my voiceover career was back then. Hmm. And then you cut to 
years later, I get my first audition for a cartoon, and I'm like, hey, I've been doing that voice since I was a kid. And I pull <laughs> up the voice I've been, I've pulled the voice I've been doing since I was a kid, and guess whose voice that ended up being? Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles on Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, pretty cool. Well, I, I would ask then. You you kind of just told us here basically how you broke into the business, uh, basically just kind of going through and doing it. Would you mind giving us a little taste of some of the characters you've done VO work for? Well, let's see. Um, you guys probably know, well, I, I just mentioned it, but Tommy Pickles, who is sort of a, a baby character. You know what a baby character is? Sounds like that. And then we've got Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls, and she sort of talks like this. Says things like, listen, Mojo Jojo, I'm going to whoop your eyes. And then we've got Julius Jr., and he's just sort of like a little kid, and he sort of talks like this. And, um, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, the Happy Feet was um, Baby Mumble, and he just sort of says, I'm so I'm happy, huh? He's real sweet and tiny. And then I did Babe 2, and, and the list kind of goes on. I can't even remember some of them, actually, but I do some voices in Starship Troopers. I do Mockingbird, and I do Moonbeam. Bird. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different characters. It's, uh, it's kind of endless. Well, Julius Jr. I do the voice of Julius and Julius Jr., which is for Nick Jr. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did yeah. you have anything to do with My Little Pony Friendship is Magic? I swear someone told me that recently, but I could be wrong. Wait, what was that? Have anything to do with what? <clears throat> My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. No, that's Tar. A lot of people think me and Tar are the same person because he looks so similar. <laughs> no, so. I can. I know the difference. I've talked to Tara before, <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure because someone told me recently, oh, she was on this, and I'm like, probably not. I don't think I did that. <laughs> unless, I, unless I don't remember, but I doubt that. I, just, I don't think I've done Little Pony. That's mostly Tara's gay. Yeah. What, um, since I'm looking at your IMDb and stuff really quickly, what additional voices did you do in Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, um, Wreck-It Ralph was more of, more of like a ensemble of different kinds of voices. I was in a lot of group, a group looping with a lot of the, the best voiceover people. We were like kids and lollipops and okay. we were yeah. like, you know, it was more general. Uh, I think I was a little kid at one point, um, it just I'd have to go back and honestly watch it because I did so much in a day that it's hard to say specifically, but that was more of a generalized, just a lot of different voices. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I have another one, another good question for you here. Uh, yeah. we, we know that voiceover actors have a lot of characters that they cover, and we know that there's a huge range. I, I've heard many people talk about how they have one that's very hard for them to do and one that's very easy for them to do. Uh, typically, what are your what what is what do you think is your easiest character to perform and the hardest one on your voice? And please don't kill your voice for us if you if you can't do it. <laughs> the easiest character to do? Yeah. Um, they're all pretty they're all pretty easy. I mean, they all just kind of come out of me just like my own voice would. It's just they're different people, but so I would say I mean there really isn't a they're all pretty easy. Um, I would say the harder ones are. Like, Froggy in The Little Rascals was a little harder because he was more like, what's the high time? You know, he's a little scratchier. What's the high time? He was just scratchier kind of kid. Um, so that was one of the harder voices, or the voice in Lorenzo's Oil that I had to redub the lead voice for. But um, 
The rest are all pretty easy and pretty fun. I mean, it's pretty effortless. I mean, I could lie and say, I must prepare. It's very difficult work here, but um, that would be a lie. So for the most part, it's all pretty fun. Awesome. Do you have a favorite scene from your movies, whether animated or on camera, that stands out to you? Um, a specific scene from on, on camera? From on camera? Yeah, do you have a specific moment in any of your work that you just absolutely love that stands out to you? Well, I just look at it and I really loved all the Pee Wee Herman moments. It was really awesome getting to be Dottie, getting to be Pee Wee's Dottie. So I would say a lot of the movies in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, and then um, I'm a big fan of the Rob Zombie movies. I'm like, I, I loved my candy role in that movie. I had a lot of fun with Bill Mosley. Um, just had a blast with him and laughed my buns off, if I could say that. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to say, I'd have to say, honestly, um, the new Rob Zombie movie that hasn't come out, out yet, mm-hmm. but will be coming out in January, is probably one of my favorite characters I've ever done in my whole life. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty badass. Have you ever had a moment where a fan didn't believe you were a particular voice? Oh, yeah, all the time. It's usually boys. Those, like, little, young, bratty, cynical teenager boys, and then they try to act all cool. And they're like, yeah, you don't really do it. And I'm like, yes, I do. Oh, let me talk to you like this for a minute. And then they start cracking a smile and soften and become these cute little kids that they really are. All right, let me add to that. Do you have any toy Toys R Us stories where you've gone into Toys R Us and talked as Buttercup? Oh, God, Mike, <laughs> you're going to drag that out, aren't you? Yeah, Mike, honestly, my kids are a little bigger now, so I haven't really had to do much Toys R Us shopping. But um, there have been times where we've been in stores and, like, a Target, and there were Tommy Pickles dolls or some kind of doll where you press the little hand and the voice comes out, and then I might do the voice right next to the, the doll. And people kind of look over at you like kind of confused, not quite getting it. I rather I rather keep it kind of like that, kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fun. But sometimes I'll be in a group of kids and and then I'll just start talking as Tommy, and then you just slowly watch their eyes get bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and then their mouths drop wide open, and then you tell them, and then they freak out. Pretty cute. Yeah, I I always have to ask that question now ever since I interviewed Larry Kenny for the first time and he told us that he had a Toys R Us story where he was in Toys R Us and went up to this mother and son and said to the son, I'm the voice of Lionel. And the kid's like, no, I don't believe you. Prove it. And he talks in the voice. He says, that sounds nothing like him. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty funny. So I have to always ask that question. Uh, So... I, I'm going to ask now, Rugrats and Powerpuff Girls, did you have any other roles that you auditioned for besides Tommy and Buttercup? Um, that I auditioned for? In, in, oh, in, the, in those shows? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, there was a period of time where the character Susie in Rugrats, Cree Summer, was, um, I think she was on tour or she was making her album and she wasn't available for a, a few of the Rugrat episodes uh, for a small period of time. And I remember them saying, oh, no, we have to get a voice match replacement for Cree's Susie in the Rugrats. And I was like, oh, wow, um, bummer. And then I said, well, I think I could I think I think could probably do that voice. And then the next thing you know was, you know, because when you work so close to people, you kind of capture their qualities. So 
the next thing I was actually doing Susie's voice for a little while until she came back, which was really fun. Awesome. Uh, and as far as Top Up Girls, yeah, we do some other little roles sometimes. But I couldn't tell you what those are because that's so on and off throughout the years. Right. So let me ask here because we know that you've done some fairly large roles with major actors. Well, I, I hate saying that because I really think that all you voice actors are some of the greatest actors out there because you guys do so much work that is unsung. But what was it like working with Jason Alexander on Duckman and then John Candy on Camp Candy? Wow, you're going way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, John Candy was awesome. And the thing about Camp Candy was that was one of my very first kind of real big jobs series. I mean, I'd been doing others, but the thing about Camp Candy is I was doing four voices on that show. Four main voices. So I was going from, uh, that was the thing I remember the most. I mean, John was, uh, it was really cool to get to work with him because he was like kind of legendary. Um, but for me, the the focus was on the fact that I had to kind of keep these four people all separated, all line to line, back to back, which was kind of crazy. And then who was the other person? Oh, Jason Alexander's doll. <laughs> and I had a really good time with him. And, um, I also got to work with Weasel Zappa and, Dana Hill and uh, a really cool group of people during during Duckman. That was an awesome gig. Uh, awesome. Um, um, all right. Are there any crazy off the wall, behind the scenes moments from the voice booth that you can tell us about from either Rugrats or Powerpuff Girls or any kind of antics or shenanigans you guys pulled off when you were in those sessions? Powerpuff sessions were always racy and crazy. <laughs> you could put a camera, you could put a GoPro camera or a GoPro, whatever those called, in our sessions. It was hilarious when we were not rolling. The B-roll was, was so funny and so naughty sometimes. And um, we all knew each other so well that we would just have a ball, be super goofy. I mean, someday somebody's going to pull those tapes out, <laughs> you know. Oh. And they're pretty racy and pretty funny. But that's the fun of voiceover, you know. You keep it PG and PC, and then when you're in the studio, all kinds of crazy stuff goes down because you're buddies and you you grow to know each other so well. The other thing was we all kind of had babies around. We all had kids. We all grew up watching each other get married and have kids. And there was a lot of history behind and underneath the behind the scenes of all those shows, Rugrats. And same thing with Rugrats. I mean, I was I was doing a Rugrats session and I was doing my lines, and I'd be like. Oh, Chucky, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'd be like, hold, please. And then I'd be like, uh, having a contraction. And throughout <laughs> the session, they have me in labor. And then later that night, I had a baby. So I literally was in labor during a Rugrats session. That's pretty uh, cool. <laughs> you are the second voice actress that I've interviewed that has a pregnant while being at an agent's office or in a voice session. The first one was Simile Montano, who did the voice of RC over on Transformers Prime. <laughs> oh. What's that? Uh, no, you're, you're the second person that um, has told a pregnant while being in the booth story <laughs> that I've talked to. <laughs> oh, that's funny, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So uh, let, let me ask, who are some of the other voice actors or actresses that have inspired you, E.G.? 
What's that? Who the other voices that have been what? Inspired you. Um, I think Tress, uh, there's so many great, talented ones. I mean, I gotta say, like, all my friends inspire me. The ones I work with every day. I mean, the Rob Paulsons and the, and the, um, and Jazz Harnell's and Tara's amazing, Tara Strong, and all my buddies and my peers inspire me every time I do a session. You know what I mean? Every time I work with voiceover people, I'm blown away. And you'll hear that coming from each other. We're always like, wow, you're, that's amazing. We all sit around with each other just kind of being blown away by each other. Because it's a real art. Absolutely. Has there any, in, in your entire voiceover career, has there ever been anything in a script that you refuse to say? No. I wouldn't. No. Kidding? If any there were things that I'd have to try to not say <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to say. In that same vein, are there any roles that you would never take? Have there has there been been anything where you're like, yeah, I just don't want to do that? In my acting roles or in my in your voice never either. In, in in voiceover, no, never because I've even done some uh, racier animation things that I just find it all to be fun and artistic. And as far as on camera, when I was young, I think there were weird roles that I got offered where I felt uncomfortable. But now that I'm older, I mean, I, I do what I love. I do with art and I don't really have like rules unless I feel uncomfortable in my skin. If it's art and I love it and I love the piece and I love the writing and I love the character, I do whatever. I do whatever because I look at my at myself as an instrument and then I decorate it however. Clothing, no clothing, whatever it is. Whatever it calls for. Right, right. Now, I was really surprised and very happy to see you on one of these seasons of The Voice. What was that that experience like? That was pretty magical, really. I mean, it was, it was sort of a one of the big milestones in my career because it gave people a chance to hear the voice that I'd been singing with my whole life. Some people didn't know I was capable of. It gave people a chance to know, oh, that's the woman who does Tommy Pickles. And, oh, that's the same woman who does Dottie. And all those things came together on that stage in front of 30, 40, 50 million people on that episode. It all kind of came together for me as the singer voice, the voiceover voice, the woman voice, the mother voice, the person voice. The voice, you know, E.G. Daly, the voice, the person with that voice. So it was pretty pivotal. It was pretty incredible. And I have to say one of the most powerful moments of my career, that, having children, my one-woman show, Tansy, my one-woman show, uh, sorry, my one-woman autobiographical with the Closely show, and then now my seminar. I think there's been some pivotal milestones in all the music, I'd say. Rugrats, Powerpuff Girls, there's very significant themes in my career. Absolutely. Kiwi, yeah. Kiwi, Valley Girls, you know, Friends, Two and a Half Men theme song. Wait, what? You guys know I sing the theme song of Two and a Half Men, right? Oh my God. I do that. <laughs> I had yeah. no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, man, you didn't do your homework. No. <laughs> I was boning uh, up on all the cartoon voices. I'm sorry. When I, uh, yeah, no, when I saw you on the fifth season of The Voice, I'm like, 
hey, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, wow, we're going to see a whole different side of her. And you did some dang good songs on that show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a blast. It was really fun. Yeah, I, I actually... Fun. I, you I, guys I, have to check out my... I'm going to post a, a Megadeth song that I sang at a friend's uh, bar mitzvah that was such a blast. And the the fans went nuts because they didn't know I could sing like that. But it's this crazy metal rock Megadeth song. I'm going to post it probably this week. Awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, make sure you let everybody know. Go to easydaily.com and find oh. me on Twitter, Really Daily, Facebook, Instagram, Really Daily, Vine, all that stuff. Fun. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so now we know, obviously, you've been to fan conventions. I saw you at Comic-Con. Uh, what, yeah. are your, what are your thoughts on those conventions, all the different conventions that you've gone to? My thoughts on conventions, I think they're awesome. They're an awesome opportunity to get to run into people in person. You see who your real fans are. They come, and they're lined up, and they're waiting for you, and it's so awesome. And you get to have a conversation with people that really respect what you do, and you can feel it, and it's so awesome, you know, rather than just somebody from afar appreciating your work, you get to see their faces light up when they see you, and it's just a magical experience. I love it. I know I felt kind of bad when I walked up and I saw you sitting there and Nancy sitting over on the right side. And all I could think was, folks, everybody who's waiting over here for Nancy, you need to go, instead of listening to Chucky, go over here and listen to Tommy. <laughs> I felt so oh, bad. It was cool. I had, Nancy was only there for like a couple hours, so the fans kind of coagulated at one time zone. Whereas I had been there for hours, so we had constant traffic of fans. And so it was just because Nancy had just popped in for a minute that people were trying to get a chance to see her. And she's so talented. She's so awesome. And, our, you know, good friend and oh, yeah. amazing, talented woman. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, all right. So you gave out your website and your Twitter information, all that good stuff. Um Besides the Rob Zombie movie and all that stuff coming next year, do you have any cartoons that you're currently doing this year? Yeah, I'm working on something called Max and Wrigley, which is mm-hmm. a new series, and uh, and I'm also on uh, Nick Jr.'s uh, Julius Jr., and I do the character Julius. And then, like I said, I do Moonbeam in the Starship Troopers, and Mockingbird I've already been in, in Starship Troopers, but Moonbeam is more, more current. I just did records on some of those. Um, for Starship Troopers. I mean, sorry, for the, um, not Starship Troopers, for um, Avengers. Um, oh, yeah, that's so right. there's constant, Yeah, Avengers. There's constant work. It's super fun. Voiceover is super fun. And um, like I said, the music, I've just been super involved in doing a lot of this writing and producing. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of remind me of uh, Samantha Newark, who did the original voice of Jim, where that's what she's focusing on now is, is her music career. That's awesome. I like doing it all. Yep. I think it's all fun. So I'm going to ask you, G, since I, I know that you've done some older songs earlier in your career, I actually went on YouTube after I saw the voice. There was a bunch of links for you, and I happened to come across... Mind Over Matter that you did for summer school. 
Are you thinking about going back and trying to redo any of these songs that you've done before or putting them together on some of your albums that well, you're working on? It's funny that you say that because the producer that I'm doing all my new record with happens to be the guy that wrote Mind Over Matter, Michael J. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So so we reconnected, and we're doing this amazing batch of music together. And um, he's, he's super talented, so we've been composing and tracking and recording constantly, me and Michael J., awesome. the guy who wrote Mind Over Matter, which is super cool. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, can can yeah. I ask when you expect that to be coming out? I mean, just like a ballpark? <laughs> um, probably in the new year. I'm okay. probably going to get it all lined up, and then I'm just going to release a batch of stuff. I'm going to release, you know, I'll have the Rob Zombie movie come out. I'll release some of the music simultaneously. And then, like I said, right now, though, right now, you can get my one-woman autobiographical musical online on my website. There's a link to it. Okay. And then in two weeks, the voiceover seminar, which is a really fun tool, and it's also about the life journey. And it's pretty, it's pretty informative. So those things are the things we're talking about a lot right now that are out Except for the seminars in two weeks, it'll it'll be up on the site. So, in the meantime, yeah, I'll just be in the studio. I'll be doing more voice work, and I think I've got a Rhode Island con coming up. Um, if you go to my website egdaily.com, they'll they'll see what's going on on there as far as where exactly I'll be at Rhode Island and what con that is. So, if you live anywhere near there, come see me. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, this has been a blast. We would like to thank Ms. Daly for taking the time to chat with us in this Talking About My Generation Geekcast Radio Network crossover interview. We'll ask you to hold the line, and we'll be back after this, folks. Listen, Mojo Jojo, I'm going to whoop your All right, folks, there you go. E.G. Daly here on Talking About My Generation and the Geekcast Radio Network's Tunecast Beyond. That was a blast. As she said, her website is egdaily.com. We'll have all the links to that and her Twitter and all that stuff uh, in, in, in the post on both our websites. Who knows? Maybe next time we'll do a crossover interview that um, everyone can uh, constantly be angry at because that's, you know, that's the secret, folks. I'm hoping. You, you always got to stay angry so you don't hulk out. All right, well, that's going to do it for Talking About My Generation and Tooncast Beyond from the Geekcast Radio Network. We will catch you next time, folks.